Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, which I'm excited to say we are now airing five days a week. Once a week, you can still hear an interview with a different consciousness changemaker that is out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness across Spaceship Earth. But now, also, in addition to the weekly interview, on the other four weekdays, you can tune in to myself and my co-host, Dalian, given interpretations of our favorite thought-provoking quotes, sharing a bit of inspiring or mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and digging into any other mind-expansive topics we deem worthy of discussion. Today's episode is sponsored by Procabulary.org. Procabulary offers a brilliant new online language course that I just recently completed myself called Core Language Upgrade. The course material is designed to help you analyze the way you use your words and language to create your reality. I personally believe the words you choose to speak or write out is referred to as spelling for a very good reason. You're literally casting an energetic spell every time you open your mouth, which means it's of the utmost importance that you have a foundational understanding about the power or lack of power that the words you're choosing to use conjures up. I strongly believe language mastery is a highly important skill set that way too few people have taken it upon themselves to become educated on. And what Procabulary does is actually provides you with an incredibly easy-to-follow roadmap that only takes about 10 minutes a day spanned over 21 days to complete, which shows you how to go about changing your language patterns so that you can start getting better results in every aspect of your life. Now, as a Positive Head Podcast listener, if you decide to go to Procabulary.org and purchase the Core Language Upgrade course, you'll get 33% off if you use the promo code POSITIVEHEAD, all one word, on the checkout page. The retail price for Core Language Upgrade is normally $299, and I'd say it's really worth every penny of that, but it's especially worth it after your 33% positive head discount because it drops the price to $199. That's a crazy good deal that I had to do some serious convincing to get the guys at Procabulary to give to our listeners, so I really hope some of you will take advantage of it while it lasts. Also, if you need more convincing about the power of Procabulary, Check out Positive Head Podcast number 20, where I actually interview Procabulary co-founder Mark England, and we discuss language mastery in great detail. All right, all you Positive Heads, welcome to another episode of the Positive Head Podcast. It is a fabulous Friday here in the studio. I've got my lovely co-host, Dalian the Alien, here with me. Hello, Dalian. Hi. Um... That's uh, very lovely for you to call me lovely. Oh, my my lovely description uh, made your voice change, which is interesting. What why why are you getting undressed? Um, <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's going to be that sort of podcast. Oh, we'll man. get back to you later. Man. You're going to have this... to come up with a new uh, qualifier because you called Anna lovely. I believe it applies more to her than me. Yeah, I think she. Yeah, I think that's more of a legitimate lovely reference, whereas yours is like a facetious sort of. Uh, jab at your non-loveliness well don't be jelly i'm looking pretty hot right now so <laughs> oh so it's another beautiful day here in paradise and uh so grateful that you're all uh, joining us i noticed we just got our first one star review <laughs> Woo! thank you whoever gave you gave us a one star review yeah thanks we got another star brandy <laughs> yeah exactly exactly that's just adds to them right right well, hopefully some people will hear this and uh, help to balance it out by giving us some good ones because, uh, yeah, uh, we've been at it a long time. I mean, since last spring, the first time someone has given us a one out of five stars, apparently they didn't like something about something we say. 
Um, of course, we've gotten a couple of uh, critical reviews before. Only but one never... other one that I know of. Actually, the very first review we ever got was like a scathing review. But he at least he wrote out, you know, not only a star rating, but he wrote out a, an actual review. And uh, at least he gave us two stars. This person gave us one star. So, oh, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> yeah, I guess we can't please everyone. We're trying. Um, anyway, uh, hopefully someone out there that loves us will help to make up for it and go and give us uh, six stars somehow. Maybe they'll hack the iTunes system and figure out how to go from five <laughs> to six. No, I think I get it. Some people will think that all this talk about aliens is a little goofy, maybe. Uh, we don't That's talk okay. about aliens that much. I mean, from time to time, we both are nerds about aliens, but uh, we don't talk about it too terribly much. But, you know, like you said, it, it is kind of a polarizing topic, What we're, the things we're talking about. If someone hears it, all oh, positive, you know, this is not, this is all bullshit, hocus pocus, you know, whatever. And I, I understand. That's fine. Um, you, especially on the internet, you're going to get those sorts of things and those sorts of people uh, that like, uh, that, that love negativehead.com uh, are mm-hmm. going to, from time to time, probably take shots at us. And that's okay. Um, we love you too. Even though you gave us one star, if you're listening and you're probably not, I still love you. So right. uh, thank you for uh, at least giving it a shot. Yeah. It's like people say though, um, you hear a lot more about criticisms than when everything's going great. Oh yeah. So it is awesome that uh, all of you who have written reviews and given us star ratings that you've taken the time to do so because it is an effort to go out of your way to say, hey, I endorse this as opposed to like, you know, <laughs> the waiter got my order wrong. Of course I'm going to bitch, you know? Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. They've actually done studies where they show that people are like nine times more likely to speak up when they're unhappy about something than when they're happy about something. So it's uh, something to do with the human condition. But I think that's changing. I think you're getting more and more people who are more more willing to support and show love for something. Um, we're going through a shift as a, a species. So I like to believe in the good in people and expect more goodness. Yes. Not focus on what the statistics have looked like in the past. So, Oh, well, you know, there's an in- interesting bit that reminds me uh, or that I am reminded of when you say that, though. Your conversation with uh, Jerry uh, Weiss here recently mm-hmm. um, from the Good News Network. She talked about how uh, positive news gets shared in social media a lot ah, more. Yeah, than, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was very interesting because it got me thinking about all these sort of social, sociological and demographic studies that perhaps aren't being done right now to show, you know, what the impact of the typical horrendous negative focused news is versus something like that. That's actually a great point, uh, Dalian. Uh yeah, because you do hear, and a lot of you probably have heard that before, that negative news, you know, people speak up nine times more, or a lot more when they're unhappy about something. But that is a great thing uh, in trend that you see on social media. Look at all the positive stuff that's being shared and how many shares some of these great quotes and memes are getting. So I think people are uh, shifting to trying to uh, spread a bit of positivity. That's certainly our goal over here. And, you know, we can't expect to make everyone happy. So um, hopefully we're making some people happy. I think we are. So. I know I'm making myself happy, and that's the most important thing with all of us. Self-love, doing what feels right to you, and you'll you'll find your tribe. You know, uh, Whatever vibration you're emitting, people that are in resonance with that will be attracted. And every now and then you might have a straggler who is, uh, who's uh, not necessarily in resonance with it, and they let you know, and that's okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Enough about that. Uh, let's talk about Aldous Huxley, the oh. English writer, philosopher. Um. I had a quote, uh, a friend actually uh, post something earlier from Aldous Huxley that I really liked. So I thought I would kind of talk about it a little bit. And the quote from Aldous Huxley is, goes a little something like this. 
It's dark because you are trying too hard. Lightly, child, lightly. Learn to do everything lightly. Yes, feel lightly, even though you're feeling deeply. Just lightly let things happen and lightly cope with them. So throw away your baggage and go forward. There are quicksands all about you, sucking at your feet, trying to suck you down into fear and self-pity and despair. That's why you must walk so lightly. Lightly, my darling. I absolutely loved it. It was something that resonates so strongly with me, so I thought I would talk about it on today's podcast because, you know, I'm somebody who tends to not go so lightly. Uh, My partner, Anna, always talks about how she knows when I'm around because I'm stomping and slamming doors and, you know, doing things aggressively. And it's something that I'm really, really working on because when you bring that energy of, you know, tense, tense energy and um, aggressive kind of energy, you are bringing a, a certain amount of stress and anxiety with with it. And it's something that I've really had to work, you know, hard on in my life. And I'm, I'm, you know, have been dealing with a lot of heavy things, uh, lately and, uh, with one of my businesses. And it's, uh, something where I'm just really trying to really go lightly and trust the universe and that everything will work out well with it. And, uh, so I I think this is such a great, beautiful, poetic, uh, you know, uh, quote from Aldous Huxley, uh, to to learn to take it, you know, take yourself lightly. I think that's one of the most important things. We all take ourselves so dang serious. You know, we're all our life is so serious. Everything's so important. You know, really, nothing matters in the in the grand scheme of things. You know, I I for the quote before, nothing matters and everything counts, which I really I like. It it really doesn't matter. It counts for something. It means something. But at the end of the day, this is just a dream God once had. <laughs> it's it's in you know it's a dream that happened in infinity, and it's no more important than you know. I, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Dan. Have you seen the uh, pale do uh, pale blue dot? Uh, Carl Sagan. Uh, there's oh, like yeah. a picture, mm-hmm. and it shows here you are. Every dream, every hero, every villain, every drama has played out on this in its. Um, actually uh uh, you know probe or something that we sent out uh many many years ago who's taken a picture of the earth from a great distance and what you see is a a a strip of cosmic dust and in that strip of cosmic dust is this little pale blue dot and that's where we are you know that's where we live everything we know of has played out in this little it looks like a speck of dust in a sea of you know infinity it's just it really puts it into perspective and you're you know so if we can learn to take ourselves a little less seriously and lighten up about you know uh all the things that are happening around us this too shall pass and uh like i said when i saw this i'd actually never seen this particular quote before and i just wanted to talk about it even though you know we actually have a breakdown of the day uh that sue krebs wrote that i'll get to in a little bit i just wanted to go into the subject matter a little bit and um yeah, it's just uh, it's such an important lesson for us all to uh, start learning. And then, of course, you know, he talks about 
um, trying to suck you down into fear and self-pity and despair. And that's so easy for so many people, you know, fear, false emotion appearing real. Fear is just a perspective that you've chosen to adopt. I, I could I could have a very fearful perspective on a certain event that I'll share, I'll share sometime in the relatively near future uh, as things develop more. But something that is, you know, from one perspective, very difficult and could instill a lot of fear. And I, I couldn't be more calm about it because I trust and I'm not allowing myself to, um, you know, give over to this fear, this false emotion appearing real. The pendulum swings in life and the valleys are just as much a part of the story as the hills and the peaks. And the, the more you can manage your vibration through those valleys, the higher the peaks that you can you know, climb to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can relate a lot to what you said, especially the last few years. We've been on this journey more or less together on what you could call a spiritual journey for almost 20 years, right? Right. But we both know very well that uh, in many senses, living this thing is just walking a path that you never stop walking, uh, meaning that you can stumble really anytime. And of course, like you would I suppose in real life, if you stumble, you don't sit there recriminating yourself every time. You just get up and keep going. But learning to not take yourself so seriously is something that I have been really sort of going deeper into in in my own life for the last few years. And I can kind of tell a time in my life where I made the transition from being someone who was just altogether totally wrapped up in this whole ego and mm-hmm. what uh, Eckhart Tolle refers to as the pain body, right? right. Just this dense energy of, uh, you know, so loaded with memories from the past, negative memories. Right, stories. Right, and then once that whole structure began to crack in my life, I was able to really take a step back and really take some good laughs at myself, like some some <clears throat> long looks and, and, you know, really laugh at myself, like really seeing how preposterous and ridiculous some of the things that I was doing were. And to this day, I can really hold on to that, you know, feeling that, yeah, that I can just be here and be light and be and, and try and enjoy myself as much as possible. And, and yeah, realize that, like you said, nothing really matters. So might as well keep it light. Choose, choose the light. Well, think vibration. about the term enlightenment, you know, it has an lighten up. And like I said, I'm the biggest, um, you know, I, I'm the most guilty of this, taking myself seriously and being so driven and so serious. You know, I certainly am not always that way, but I can get into that mode easily. I have that kind of type A personality where it's easy to get tense and stressed about something and technology is pissing me off. And, you know, and all of a sudden now what are you doing? You're losing in that mode. Your only job is to manage your vibration, as we've said so many times before. So in any moment, if you're being heavy because of some external circumstances, you are losing. You, right, you right. are losing the the number one, the, the game that you're playing. And make no mistake, this life is a game that you're playing. You're learning and growing from. And it feels, you know, it can feel certainly heavy, but only if your perspective allows for that to be. Mm-hmm. And if you see, um, you know, and, and trust that life is happening for you and not to you, then when that heavy thing comes, that thing that may induce fear if you adopt the wrong perspective, it all of a sudden takes on a whole different slant, a whole different um reflection it's like hmm okay this is challenging i wonder what good is hiding behind it how do i learn and how do i grow from it and that's when it changes right. everything i had that this conversation with my nephew i have a 15 year old nephew evan and he uh, has 
the supposedly Asperger's syndrome, right, which is a uh, mild form of autism. And so his whole life, he's been told, you you know, you have this thing wrong with you. Uh, there's a problem. You're not the same as everyone else. You're not. And meanwhile, the kid is brilliant. The kid is so sharp and got so much potential. And he's just getting, you know, sure, maybe he's developing at a different rate than someone else. Or there's there's unique, there may be unique challenges in some ways with him, but there's also unique talents and gifts there. And as he's getting older, he seems more and more normal and more and more loving and more and more understanding. So I love having the opportunity to work with him you know, to try and say, because he's, he's getting to the point where he's like, he's concerned about his future. And he's starting to tell stories of my future is going to be, I'm going to be nothing. I'm, you know, I'm so he's very fearful of his, and, and what I explained to him actually earlier today, I had breakfast with him. And I, I said, you know, this is a story that you're telling. And whether you and if you think it, it will be true. <laughs> you know, if you tell this story, make no mistake, that will be your future. This thing without, I don't know what I'll do for a career and I'll never fit in and I won't be like everyone else. And if you think that, yep, you're absolutely right. But if you decide to tell a different story, maybe this story that you were put here with these quote unquote challenges only to have the opportunity to overcome those challenges. You were put with the parents that you have who are, you know, uh, love them to death, my sister and my brother-in-law, but, you know, are very lost in the, reacting to what they've created and thinking life's happening to them, right? And not realizing that it's a reflection of their vibration. And maybe you've been put there with them as an example of, and maybe I'm in your life to show you, hey, there's another way. And maybe you'll make a decision. And maybe in, in eternity, there's infinite versions of you and you've played out every possibility in between. And that's something that I, I truly believe. You know, it, it, Einstein proved there is no such thing as time. So from this moment forward, there's infinite versions of you, uh, you know, and, and me. Uh, those of you out there listening, from this moment forward, there's all these versions. You want to experience the greatest and grandest version the one that's most rewarding the one that's going to um to, to have the the most enjoyable ride the good news is you've already done it because there is no time so it's all about just getting in vibrational alignment with the unfolding of the version of self that you want to see uh show up in your it's like watching an old movie essentially is what we're all doing which version of you are you going to pop into the uh I almost want to say uh, VHS tape. I guess I'm aging myself there because uh, <laughs> no one pops in VHS tapes anymore. Yeah. Although I wouldn't be surprised if it became trendy again. Yeah. I think uh, people like your nephew and your son, Brad, who are uh, close to the same age, of course, uh, they benefit a lot from something like the video game analogy, right? Because sure. they relate so much to games. Uh, in, in many senses, it is like an R RPG, and you've mentioned this before, where you get to choose the traits of your character. But uh, even deeper into that, an analogy that uh, we both read many years ago that was really cool uh, in the uh, Conversations with God series of books. Highly recommended. Yeah, absolutely. Was the whole concept of um, every possible move you can make being programmed into the game. That's right. the reason why we can do anything we can do is because just like a video game, every possible combination of uh, probabilities Outcome, yeah. was factored in. It's all been played out. Yeah, yes. because eternity is now. So you're just zooming in on this This. Time is only a, a way that God or source or our higher selves, whatever you want to call it, makes things stick together. Otherwise, they fall apart as soon as they happen. So it's all already in there. It's where free will meets destiny. You've already done it all. 
every version you can think of and those that you can't. <laughs> but free will comes in because which version are you going to watch again this time? Right. That's really cool the way you put it, where free will meets destiny. I don't think I've heard you say that before. Oh, really? No, yeah. that's one that I've I've been I've been throwing around for a while. Maybe you were just not paying attention. Pay attention to me, Dalian. Uh, well, Pay attention. Hey, we got some real doozies in today's episode from both you <laughs> and me. We got some some good ones. Ah, yeah, we're on one. Um. So, uh, so yeah, that is my, uh, my, you know, like I said, that Aldous Huxley quote really kind of inspired me and it took me in a direction because I resonate. Go lightly, everyone. Go lightly this weekend. Don't take yourself so seriously. Your job is to remain light. If you can remain light, you're going to see re- light reflections ultimately come back. It, it has no choice. Law of attraction says it must reflect back what you're emanating. Quit reading what is already there that's just a reflection of a previous vibration you've offered so don't react to a previous vibrational offering that's showing up today instead create what's going to happen next and keep creating what's happening next in a way that is calm and peaceful you you are the eye of the storm there may be a storm raging all around you but you're the calm in the center and that's that's what that's when you're becoming more godlike uh your higher like your higher self it's the it's the unmoved mover that's in the center of all things observing needing nothing and taking it all with a grain of salt in a good way yeah yeah you can, you can connect to that mindset that you were describing so easily through things like meditation uh, and you can really, if you begin That's to what meditation's sort of, about, right? Y- yeah, you you begin to understand the concepts first, but then you don't really need to hold on to so much like mental, you know, um, I guess form making or whatever. You know, all these like structures of understanding. I I guess what I'm trying to say is that a lot of this material you can absorb in your own personal way, and then you just sort of begin to live it. And because because I'm very interested in everything to do with the heart and emotions integrating with all this knowledge. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, Mr. Dalian, to move right along, what do we have in way of a mysterious story of the day? And now for the mysterious news of the day. Okay, I've got a good one from Disclose.tv. It's one that um, you've seen as well. The genius five-year-old child from Los Angeles that's Ah. uh, said to have uh, all kinds of uh, abilities up to and including telepathy and psychic powers. Wow. Okay, yeah, this is a um, autistic uh, five-year-old. Uh, ah, speaking seems, of autism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Seems like a pretty normal child. I watched the video here uh, on uh, Disclose.tv. Uh, his name is Ramses Sanguino. Ramses, like the Egyptian pharaoh. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And uh, it says here, um, he started reading when he was uh, 12 months old. He can understand and speak parts of Greek, Hebrew, Arabic, and Japanese according to his mom, Nix. He can also solve rudimentary algebra problems and draw the entire periodic table. Wow. Okay, so he's got savant abilities, but uh, what drew this uh, neuroscientist, um, Diane Powell, to to the home to uh, do a little bit more uh, research on the child was the fact that he does exhibit uh, telepathy or some degree of psychic uh, power. How did he demonstrate this? I, I remember seeing this uh, article briefly, but I don't remember the details of it. I think I just skimmed it. Mm-hmm. He can um, primarily identify numbers that are hidden from him, where the researcher will draw numbers from uh, the random generator website, mm-hmm. and then they will pick cards that relate correlate to the numbers, mm-hmm. and then they will um, ask uh, the child to name the cards, and he does with a high degree of accuracy. 
Wow. He got three out of five um, on this one video that I saw, but um, he, he does so consistently from, from what we can tell. Wow. He, yeah, he's getting them a, a, a lot of the time. And um, yeah, it appears, it appears pretty, uh, pretty it, natural. It's, it's so cool. There's so many, you know, and we've been reporting a lot of these uh, super, you know, uh, su- kind of supernatural powers that more and more people are beginning to exhibit. And even, you know, it's funny cause you tied back in autism, but there's actually people out there who've done, you know, rigorous study and so forth on autism. I'm no expert by any means, but where they're, you know, actually claiming that autistic people are actually, you know, they have these mutated, um, uh, abilities really. It's like, the, I, I think of the guy in England who is phenomenal. He's, he's, um, you may have seen him before. Oh, I don't remember his name or anything off the top of my head, but he can actually do uh, any computations in his head. And he doesn't actually, he, like a calculator. So you can give him any math problem. He'll tell you three, two, one, dot, seven, five, six, five, you know, give you the answer right on the spot. But he's not actually calculating. He's uh, He claims that he sees shapes and colors that tell him what numbers uh, to that are coming up next. Mm-hmm. So it's all like a psychic kind of gift. And in this, in this guy's case, he actually... I mean, it doesn't just stop with numbers. Uh, and they thought he had some kind of trick. So they tried to uh, kind of catch him in his trick and they discovered that he was actually doing what he claimed he could do. I, I want to say they did a whole episode um, special on uh, Discovery Channel about this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, fascinating, fascinating story. And then he went on uh, later and learned, I guess, Icelandic is supposedly one of the most difficult quest- um, languages to, to learn. And he learned it in a week and then went on uh, Icelandic television and right. spoke it uh, fluently yeah. you know yeah it's like what in the world he's like a whole nother thing you know it's a his his whatever he's he, he's showing that humanity's evolution has not stopped we're it's in motion you know yeah. i think is the the things that are coming online the spiritual revolution that's happening as people are opening up to you know higher vibration energies no telling what we're going to see and in, in the coming months and years, but mm-hmm. you can guarantee we'll be talking about it on the show. Yeah. Whatever's coming up because, uh, yeah, it's all just so fascinating. Yeah. You know, what's so trippy is that the picture is emerging for me of the, uh, correlation between savants, which we've known for a long time, I suppose. Um, since there's, uh, you know, evidence of, uh, cultures as far back as, I don't know, a couple centuries after Christ, um, talking about savants, of course, but, um, the correlation between that and what we now understand of the whole Asperger and autism spectrum disorders, right? Yeah. And it seems like on the higher end of that whole spectrum, you have basically uh, telepathic ability, uh, precognition, and things like that, which you could say go a little outside the bounds of something that's purely scientific, right? But it's it's all related. It's all part of a continuum, it seems. Right. So, so that's really pretty fascinating, like you were saying, thinking that perhaps these people are going to or could occupy a place in a more enlightened society where they perform a certain role or function. Yeah. And, of course, their um, relative lack of social skills, you could say, uh, if that's even really a thing. Uh, because, of, of course, we're talking about a whole spectrum of right. behavior and, and symptoms, etc., but, um, yeah, I can see how they could be sort of accommodated or, or you know, uh, catered to in a certain sense while they provide an incredibly valuable service to the rest of us. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's all um, it's all pretty darn interesting. So what I'd like to do now is move along to.
to, although I did go over a quote in detail, um, this is the actual positive pondering breakdown of the day. And this comes from uh, Positive Head contributor extraordinaire Sue Krebs. uh, And uh, it goes a little something like this. The question exists because the answer is waiting to be heard. Jennifer Hoffman. And here's Sue's breakdown of this positive pondering. For the most part, we believe that the answers we seek come after we have asked the question. However, the more that I actively and deliberately study the process of creating our reality, the more I'm beginning to understand that like many things, we've got this backwards. Perhaps the answer already exists, and then the question comes to us so that we might find, hear, and receive what is already there. The answer, our expansion. Intention plays a huge role in setting the course for our path. What is it that we desire? Where do we want to go emotionally? Are we seeking peace or joy or abundance or freedom? What we want to experience determines the direction we head. And then we trust the universe to orchestrate the opportunities, situations, and circumstances to give us that experience. So too, perhaps, the universe then inspires us to ask questions that will guide and direct us. As I considered how some of my life events have unfolded, I see proof of this idea. Years ago, I had never even heard of the Akashic Records. Then, as I began seeking my own way of connecting to Source and uncovering my spiritual gifts, the Akashic records, records kept coming across my awareness. I can remember thinking then, I want to learn how to do that. I want to access the records. Now, hundreds of Akashic Records readings later, I've learned that, that I've, work, I've been working many lifetimes with the records. It's an energy with which I'm very familiar and comfortable I believe that working with the records was always part of my soul's plan for this lifetime, and so that answer already existed. I just had to wait for the time when I was asking the question, how do I do this myself? Perhaps much of our lives unfold like this. Based on our intentions, on our soul plans, answers already exist, and we're just lining up with the questions that will create an opening for those answers to be revealed. I like believing that things like this are always working in my favor and towards my highest good. That is Sue's breakdown of the day. Thank you, Sue. I I love this because I was actually just about to talk about this subject. I hadn't even read this breakdown going in. I I think it's always fun to kind of uh, learn it in real time as I deliver it sometimes. And that's what I was doing today. And the funny thing is, synchronistically, I was about to start talking about this topic just a moment ago and I didn't and here she's done it for me. It's the answers are already there waiting. It's your Whatever it is that you're meant to do, what I was going to say earlier, whatever, there's no reason to fear because whatever you're meant to do, you've brought the talents for. You've brought, imagine you're God, you're source, you're one with all things. You have an unlimited toolbox of skills and abilities. But if I'm not meant to be uh, the next great architect, I'm probably not going to bring all my architecture skills. Uh, If I'm, if, if this character, this avatar, Brandon, is meant to, um, you know, uh, have a podcast and and help uh, to bring positive information and and awaken himself uh, as he's awakening himself, help to awaken and remind others of what they've forgotten. Um, then he'll probably bring the skills of you know having way too much to say and uh, diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> so you get you have in within you what you need, and this is uh, something I was talking with a. Uh, some uh, someone the other day about uh, actually my sister and it's you know one of the most talented people I know and the problem is sometimes with motivation with her and I'm like Melissa what you need to do is just do something where you're at with what you've got do what you can with where you're at 
with what you've got. How, you know, you've got this uh, this ab- creative ability. You love creating things and and drawing and making games and uh, you know, do what you can with what you've got from where you're at. And if you do that, you you've got to meet the universe halfway. If you don't meet the universe halfway, then it can't. You know, this is how we co-create with our higher selves. You're turning over rocks. It's like a game of hide and seek. You're turning over rocks. You're following your gut. You're believing beyond a doubt that what you need, the solution is inherent in there being a problem. It implies a solution right off the bat. It's already all happened in the timeless eternal moment of now. So your job becomes fun then to solve these problems. You know, that's what you've got to do. What is it that, where is my bliss? Where's my excitement? I'm going to start doing something with that, however small. We started with this podcast. We had no one listening to it. It's just for us. Let's let's put it out there. And and now it's growing. It's growing. It's growing. We're even getting one star reviews. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so it's just doing what we've got. We had the microphone. We had the recording software. Where you, Dalian has some engineering experience. We let's do what we've got with you know what we can with what we've got from where we're at see where it goes and when you're following your heart in that manner good things are going to come solutions are going to come and uh so i I absolutely love the timing of this uh and i also recommend any of you guys if you've if you're not familiar with the akashic records the akashic records are uh, a record of all that ever has been or will be it's like google for the universe and sue uh actually one of the very first podcast the very first podcast interview that i did uh dalian and i did was with sue krebs and so she's very special for that reason uh, i love her to death and she still contributes to positive head by doing uh, a blog uh, each week and a breakdown um so if you've never had an Akashic Records reading, you can uh, get one through Sue. You can find her on Facebook at Soul Speaking is her Facebook page. And um, yeah, I highly recommend getting an Akashic Records reading. It's very, very interesting because she basically goes into your personal records and tells you what she sees and what she feels. And it's <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. What you just said uh, is going to make me circle back around once again to a video game analogy or really even the mindset of a child because I relate so much to what you said. And of course, you know this about myself too. It, with your sister and I being more creative and visually creative like um, graphic artist types, right? Or mus- musically gifted right. and whatnot. There is sometimes a bit of a immature mentality that um, isn't necessarily, you know, I don't mean immature uh, in, in a negative sense at all, but much like a child, you can be perhaps too... And if you're naturally already introverted, then you're going to be sort of more bombarded by external stimuli more than someone who's extroverted, right? Who's right. ready to, you know, just go out there and, and engage. So what happens is a little bit of this, uh, yeah, overwhelmment, you could say. And then you start shutting down because there's so much coming at you or so many probabilities, so much that you are not making sense of. Right. So that, that can be a little bit like a child that's just, you know, being bombarded by sensory input, not knowing how to process it so much, becoming a little overwhelmed. And, you know, in response to all these wonderful opportunities, the child is not engaging, actually. It's just sort of withdrawing. Right. So I I relate to that. But also, of course, I've been able to go past that now to some degree in my life where I understand, like you said, that just diving in is, you know, just making any any sort of choice at all is beginning to sort of precipitate this um, chain of events, you could say. Right. Right. So... By making little choices here and there, you begin to build out, and you know, like the old Chinese proverb says, you, you can begin a journey of a thousand miles with one step, but with, but with you know, yeah, the first step. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
And so many times people sit on the sidelines just frozen in fear or doubt or disbelief and don't make moves. And, you know, one of the, they say on, on your deathbed, one of the, the greatest regrets that people say is not, not taking those steps, not taking that risk, not, you know, putting themselves out there. Just do it. Find something. Just do it. Just push yourself. Do something today that makes you uncomfortable, that stresses you. And it doesn't even have to be uncomfortable, but stretch yourself is what I'm getting at. So, Right. Well, you, actually, it does have to be a little bit uncomfortable, I well, think. If, if, <laughs> if you're someone who is a procrastinator, it is going to be because you're kind of frozen in fear. And, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of times people are, are actually fearful of success. You right. know, they're fearful yeah. of what success may come and don't feel worthy. And that comes from... Uh, a lack of understanding of who they are and what they are. You are literally, all of you listening to this, you are literally a divine being in the physical plane, hide and seek with itself. You've chosen to forget so that you can have the experience of remembering again. You are literally uh, divine. You are literally God manifest physically. And once you don't take my word for it, believe it enough, be open enough to explore for yourself. Go within via meditation. Ask, you know, sincerely, you know, to via prayer or meditation or whatever you want to call it. Is this true? If so, show me. I'm open to that possibly being the case. I, I, I can feel in some sense, I know you can feel the truth of what I'm saying as you listen to this, um, because there's nothing I can say that you don't already know. All I can do is remind you what you've forgotten. That's what we're all here doing, walking each other home. This is how God experiences herself. It chooses to forget and so that it can remember and have the experience of coming home to the glory of being divine and all and unlimited abundance and love at your disposal it's just a choice of opening up the floodgates so yeah yeah it's not like we're here to really tell and preach so much to people oh this is the way things are or or whatever you know you and i are much more comfortable really talking about these things and of course giving our understandings of how things are but you know you never want to come across as preachy right and you and i know that there's much we don't know so there's always a need to the more you you know the more you realize you don't know yeah i know just enough to say guys Check this concept out. Don't take my word for it, though. Whatever you do, don't take any book's word for it. Whatever you do, just right. be open enough to go explore and, you know, strap on your seatbelt because you're going to be shown some things directly. <laughs> but if, if there's any sort of uh, really basic way of boiling down everything that we believe or one way of doing it, uh, I know that it's it's something that we both learned a long time ago and that we've been trying to live ever since, really, which is that you have the power, you have the knowledge, you have the abilities, you you have everything. All within you. Because you are infinite probabilities. Yeah, you have this connection to the universal source You're a of everything. of the universe. You're, you are literally right. a, a chip off the block. It's, it's all within you. It's, you know, that's the thing about a fractal. It's, it's a, you know, when you can zoom in on something and the same thing is in there infinitely, it keeps going in, infinitely, uh, infinite information and, in, you know, like a picture. If you've right. seen a picture of a fractal, you're yeah, yeah. the same thing. You're a fractal of divinity. You're right. a fractal of this you're universe. You're a holographic shard. Yeah. Right. Because right. you so contain the whole within, within you. Yeah. The principle of like that whole holographic thing, really, mm. that's what it what it talks about. Absolutely. So. It's so empowering and so beautiful. And you're all so loved. And I hope you love yourself because that's the number one thing we're all here to learn. And once you can start really seeing the beauty of the story that you've, you've, uh, you know, painted this 
this work of art that is your life that you've all the struggle all the hardship it's it's a it's a work of art that you uh you've been brave enough to put yourself here in the physical dimension and forget who and what you were and go through all this hardship and you know for that you deserve just being here you deserve a medal so pat yourself on the back go light on yourself quit beating yourself up so much and love yourself love yourself more see the truth of who and what you are and get on with the good stuff because the good stuff is right ahead of you you wouldn't be tuning into this uh this frequency if you weren't ready and already on this path so you know congratulations to everyone listening because the hardest is behind you and any hardship that is ahead you'll know exactly how to look at it and as a result you'll transcend it and move through it quickly and come out stronger instead of the victim mentality that maybe you've adopted in the past that's okay because that was part of the journey as well Mm -hmm. yeah maybe even if you are the one who gave us that one star rating Perhaps we did bring something of value to your life too, and you just don't know it yet. But I love hearing about things like that, right? Like the naysayer that uh, Jerry had that told her, oh, you know, good news doesn't sell. And right. then what, like 20 years later or something like that, a decade later, he's investing all this money. Oh, in right. The company, in the, right. In the, uh, the Good News Network podcast. Right. Uh, about, yeah. Of course, you know, we're never going to either please everyone or get everyone thinking like we do, but perhaps you will come around. Perhaps you will come to see that what we're saying is true, not so much because we're saying it, but because we've, we've had a chance to test this a little bit and, and it really comes back to you, not to us. Well, it comes back to us in our lives, but it always comes back to you. Yeah. You listening, you out there, whoever you are, even if you didn't like it, even if you resonate with it fully, it's going to come back to you regardless. Yep. Well, Dalian, this has been a inspiring discussion with you today. As always, the number one goal of doing this for me is to raise my own vibration and I've certainly done that and I hope those of you listening it has helped to raise your vibration because it is meant to be soul food and a lot of times we're circling around the same topics over and over and we'll continue because it's it's a daily conscious effort it is it takes repetition to re you know rewire the brain from a lot of these negative uh, habits that we've all you know kind of developed over uh, the years as we've dealt with the negative reflections from our previous uh, vibrations that we've offered. Mm-hmm. And so we're, uh, like I said, the hard, the hardest part is behind us all. So yeah. and big pat on the back to everyone listening and m- myself included, you included, Dalian. Yeah, plus kind of like you were saying about your sister, we're already too deep into this. We're, yeah. we're, we started. <laughs> There's no going back. Once you sign up for this, uh, this journey, this particular brand of uh, experiencing your, you know, God, for lack of a better word, uh, you know, called the physical incarnation reincarnation cycle that you're on you you got to go all the way through it you can't you can't tap out and uh so we're the good news is is we're you know we're even as society we're at this huge turning point where masses of people are waking up from lifetimes of sleepwalking so well, that's a great way to end it for uh, this week. And uh, please, those of you out there listening, if this is helping you in any way, shape, or form, help us to spread the positivity. Tell a friend, you know, post a little link on Facebook or Twitter or anywhere. We certainly appreciate that. We're trying to, uh, you know, touch as many lives as we can. So if you have someone that you think will appreciate what we're doing here and you tell them about it, thank you. 
Um, and uh, other than that, we're always open for questions. I uh, haven't been getting too many this week, but if any of you guys would like to throw a question at us, we'd certainly uh, humbly like to take a crack at answering. It may not be the right answer, but you, you can guarantee you will have some perspective. And uh, we'd love to hear from you because interacting with you guys, every time I interact with someone from the audience, it, it means so much. It really does fuel me. So those of you that have reached out and, and so forth, thank you so much. Uh, it, it means a lot. Otherwise, um, I guess that's going to be it for this week. Until next time, remember, as long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Journey well, everyone.